This is the Sons and Slaves Podcast. This is a show devoted to helping fathers and sons honor and obey the Lord. Join me, Jared, and my sons, Ransom and Valor, as I talk to them about boyhood and the process of becoming a man. Welcome to the Sons and Slaves Podcast. I'm here with my co-host today, Valor and Dad. How are you doing? We're doing pretty good, but we also have another host today. Go ahead and introduce. Who is that? Nugget. Who's Nugget? Our cat. Our cat. We got a new kitten, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have not done very well with. Only one. Yeah, just one. Because we have another one, Snowbell, or some call her Pew Pew, still running around outside. But now we have Nugget. So where did we get Nugget? The Presleys. The Presleys. Providence needing a kitten, didn't she? Yeah. Yep. You guys like this kitten? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is so nice. She's hanging out, or actually it's a him. He's hanging out just for a little while inside, and then he'll be an outside cat, right? Yeah. We're not big fans of indoor cats, are we? Uh-uh. Yeah. I just don't like the litter box smell and all that kind of stuff. Just not fun. No. Not really. No. No, not at all. She was supposed to be an inside cat, wasn't it? Well, I'm no. Until it, it started diarrheaing in Providence's crib. Well, actually... I don't think it ever did that. Yes, it did. So, Snowbell did. Oh, you mean Snowbell. Okay, I mm-hmm. thought you meant this cat. No. Yeah, we don't do indoor cats. That's just not our thing. But, guys, what, what are we oh, drinking geez. today? What do we have in our cups? Milk. Milk. milk? What kind of milk? Raw milk. That's right. We're enjoying that raw milk. It's the raw milk life. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, boys. Why don't we go ahead and pray, and then we're going to be talking about temptation from Bob Schultz's book, Boyhood and Beyond. And temptation is something that every single one of us faces in life, no matter what stage of life, no matter if you're a boy or a man, or even if you're a girl or a woman, every single Christian, every single person faces temptation. So we're going to talk about it. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We want to honor you as we talk about temptation. Heavenly Father, thank you that you provided a way out for us when it comes to being tempted and help us to honor and obey you in our life when we're in those moments that we're feeling pressure from just the wiles of the enemy, from our flesh from within, and when that, that carrot is being dangled in front of us with whatever temptation it may be. Help us to withstand, help us to face that temptation in a manful way that honors you and does the right thing. So we just trust you're going to help us even now as we talk about this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys know about Charles Haddon Spurgeon, don't you? Mr. Spurgeon, the boy preacher? Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm going to give you a quote from him about temptation. Here's what he said. Lazy men tempt the devil to tempt them. When a man is lazy, when his mind is just running from one thing to the next, when he's not working with his hands and doing what God has called him to do six days a week, what Spurgeon says is you are tempting the devil to tempt you. An idle man is easily tempted by the devil. But let's talk about temptation real quick, because I think it be, would be good for us to clarify what temptation is. What do you think we're going to be talking about today when we're talking about temptation? When you're tempted to do something bad. Have you ever been tempted to do something evil or wrong? Yes, many times. Many. Really? Many, many times. Well, we are sometimes in, internally with our flesh, we are tempted to do the wrong thing. you ever been tempted to lie? Yep. Have you ever been t- tempted to cheat in school? I I was tempted to cheat when I was in school, and you know what? What? A few times in my life, I've cheated in school. Not right at all, is it? Mm-mm. No. Have you, you ever... cheat in school? Well, I looked at somebody else's answers. You're not supposed to do that, are you? No. 
Not at all, because that really is stealing. It's stealing somebody else's work. Not cool. What other temptations have you faced before? What about a temptation towards a temper or to respond yeah. badly? You ever been tempted to respond badly yeah. in a situation? Mm-hmm. Have you ever responded badly to a situation, Valor? Yeah. You have? Sometimes you can be tempted to be angry or frustrated. You could be tempted to do all sorts of mean things, right? Yeah. Or even talking mean. Have you ever been tempted to talk mean? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Or what about this? How about being tempted to disobey your parents? You ever been tempted to disobey your parents? Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's right. So here's what Mr. Bob says. that He says that temptations are invitations to do evil. Everyone receives temptations. We're told that the devil tempts us. We're also told that the flesh tempts us internally. And each temptation invites you to destroy your life. Okay, here's an easy question. Do you guys want to destroy your life? No. No. You don't want to destroy your life? No. So, so do you guys want to hear how you can easily destroy your life? No, no way, no way. Okay, well, like if you wanted to destroy your life, this would be the way to do it. Do everything you're tempted to do that's wrong. And never learn how to do the right thing when you're wanting to do the wrong thing. And always, I mean always, just do what you want to do. And if you'll just do what you want to do, if you'll just follow every temptation, you can destroy your life. But that's not what you want to do. No way. No way. We want to live a godly life. We want to live a fruitful life. We want to live a God-honoring life. We want to live a courageous life. We want to do all that God's called us to do, right? Yeah. Sparks men. That's right. Temptations, they look good. Do you remember Adam and Eve in the garden? Do you remember the temptation with the fruit? The serpent, that wily serpent, said, Look, it looks good for eating. And Eve looked and she said, Yes, it does look good. Temptation came in the form of a really good looking fruit. That fruit looked really good to eat. And what did Eve do? She ate it. She ate it. The temptation looks good, but behind that temptation, there's always a lie. The temptations, they're not telling you the truth. You're being tempted by something that is either partially true, because did the fruit look good for eating? Yes, it did. It did look good for eating, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But behind that good-looking fruit was destruction. But what we're going to talk about today is how to avoid being sucked into the temptations to sin. Would you guys like some tips today on how to face temptation and face it with honor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay, Mr. Bob gives us an example, and I just want you to follow along with the story. Suppose that you're walking down the alley after dark. An evil invitation comes to you through a thought or maybe from a boy walking beside you. Though it may be words or thoughts, the invitation is is as clear as if it were written on a fine paper. There's old man Benson's garage. He kept our baseball when it rolled into his yard last week. Let's throw a rock and break out a window. Benson is mean. He deserves a broken window. Nobody will see us. We won't get caught. He's gone for the night. This will be fun. There's the temptation. There is an invitation calling you to join the destruction party. The trouble is that these invitations lie. If it were possible to turn over the invitation and see the truth written on the back, you would find something like this. You are cordially invited to throw a rock at Mr. Benson's window. Remember, God is watching you. Is it kind to break windows? You will feel guilty all of your life, even if you don't get caught. If you do get caught, you'll have to pay the damages with your savings. You will lose your good name, your parents' confidence, and the job Mr. Jones was about to offer you. Not only will you be called a vandal, you will be one. Mr. Benson isn't home tonight because his wife is in the hospital sick. 
Do you want to add more pain to his difficult day? Whoa. No. no, not at all. There is the truth of the invitation. Does breaking a window sound like much fun now? No. No. If you know all that about Mr. Benson. So Mr. Bob turns a corner, and what he's going to do is tell us in situations like that how we can avoid falling into temptations to sin. Okay, this is what I want to know when I read this. I reread this. It was really helpful to me. I want to avoid falling into temptations. What about, what about you guys? Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. How can a boy who wants to do well avoid falling into temptations? Okay, guys, listen up. This is going to be really good and really helpful. How can you avoid having a bad attitude? Or how can you avoid talking disrespectfully? Or how can you avoid putting ants on somebody at church? Have you guys ever done that? <laughs> Are you being tempted to lie right now? Uh, no. Have you, I, you haven't put ants? Is that only ransom? What is up with that tree and all the ants? I don't know. It's so fun, though. Okay, how many... So, you don't put ants on people anymore, do you? No. But you no. did, but you were tempted to do that, and you have done that before, haven't you? Um, I need... It's fun to put ants on one person. Okay, I thought you did, too. Every single week, that tree and those ants, those are a temptation, aren't they? Yep. They're just they tempting you. Come pick me up and put me on somebody. Come pick me up. Come pick me up. I want to bite some kids. And you guys are like, huh, should I or should I not? You're faced with temptation. Yep. So here's what Bob says. Overcoming evil is not a matter of fighting. Overcoming evil is a matter of doing, doing good. When good invitations arrive at life's door, accept as many as possible. It's easier to say no to evil temptations when you're busy with good opportunities. Attending your work and your study will interfere with many tempting events. Okay, here's what he's saying. If you're busy doing good work, when the temptations come, you won't even have the time to focus on those temptations for evil because you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. When your aim at church is to honor God and enjoy your friends and to rest, you're not concerned with what? Putting ants on people, right? Because <laughs> you're focused on the good and not on that temptation to do what you're not supposed to do because we've all told you not to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That's when I stopped. So Bob says that one of the best things you can do to avoid temptation to sin is to do the right thing. Be busy doing the good and honorable thing, the right thing. Take those invitations. Now, attending your work and your study will interfere with many tempting events. When you're doing the right thing, it's helpful to avoid doing the wrong thing. Every temptation you face, listen to this, every temptation you face is common to other boys. Do you know that other boys face the same temptations you face? They're tempted to pout. They're tempted to delay cleaning their room when they're supposed to be cleaning their room. They're tempted with the struggles of having a good attitude with school or even with the things they're learning at family worship. These temptations that we all have are common. It's not like they're new. Do you know that the same temptations that I face, almost every man in the world faces as well? We face the same struggles and temptations. So even though every single temptation is common, God has seen it before. He's on our side and he is planning a way of escape for us. The secret to overcoming temptation is to ask this question, God, what should I be doing right now? If you ask with a heart ready to obey, the way of escape will appear. When you're tempted by those ants and they're calling out to you, come get us, come get us. In that moment, if you'll ask, God, what should I do right now? You'll remember that we told you not to do that, and you'll remember that we always call you to be kind to others. So in that moment, 
when you ask, what should I be doing? God will provide a way of escape or a way out from that temptation. What are some ways that God could provide a way out from the temptation to get those ants and put them on people? What do you think? Praying. Praying? Praying. Praying, okay. But what about this? Right when you have your hand going towards the tree, about to answer that temptation. Just pull it back. An adult comes inside, comes outside and says, guys, come on in. It's time to start worship. Then you go, then you go, and That's right. And God provided a way of escape. So in that moment, you obey and do the right thing instead of throwing your hand in there and getting all those ants. The secret to overcoming temptation is to just ask that question, and God provides a way out. Now, you guys like eating cake? Yeah. What's your favorite desserts? Fries. Fries. You like fries? That's not really a dessert, though. I mean, like dessert, like sugary dessert. Uh, Ice cream? Ice cream? Fries out. Marshmallows? Okay. Ice cream? Um. Marshmallows. Okay, cookies. Marshmallows and cookies. Okay. Especially pepper on cookies. Do you think you could eat marshmallows and cookies every day for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. No. Okay, let me just ask you this. If we put a marshmallow out on the table or a cookie out on the table and you're just standing looking at it and you're drooling on your shirt just imagining how tasty that marshmallow would be or how tasty that cookie would be, you're sure that nobody would notice it if you just took one little bite. Inside of you, there's a struggle. You don't want to take it but you do want to take it. You don't want to take it, but you do want to take it. You're about to eat at home and you're thinking about what you should or shouldn't eat. You want to eat that junk food, but you also don't want to eat that junk food. You guys ever been there before? Yeah. Like where you want to do something and don't want to do something at the same time? Mm-hmm. It's time to ask, God, what should I be doing right now? And he will always give you a way of escape. He might say, brush your teeth. And instead of eating that marshmallow that your mom said don't eat, or eating that cookie that your dad said don't eat, instead of staring at it and being tempted by it, you go do something else. You immediately go brush your teeth, or you go put your PJs on, or you go do a chore that you know your dad and mom would want you to do. If you'll be active doing what you know you're supposed to be doing, it helps you in the moment of temptation. Or your mom or your dad says you can do something to get Mm -hmm. that marshmallow cookie, and you already haven't done it, you go ask your mom and dad if you can't do a different tool or something. Mm-hmm. So then he'd say something like, maybe I don't know. So you just, if he says maybe I don't know, you should go make your bed. Yeah. Well, just, I was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, do that. Go make your bed. Instead of just staring at that marshmallow, just wishing, oh, I wish I could have this, but even though my dad and mom said I couldn't, Go do a chore. I mean, that's that's a better option. And then you know what? Maybe, maybe afterwards, maybe that evening, your dad and mom, they saw, and your you know your mom saw it and told your dad, and and then I say, okay, guys, you want a you want a marshmallow? You want a cookie tonight? I've been hearing about how you've been obeying really well today, and I think it's time for a dessert. Uh huh. Your temptation was to get that dessert before you're being told you can eat it, uh-huh. but it's always better just to do something that you know you should be doing than to do something you know you shouldn't be doing. It's always better. Uh-huh. Now, I here's... I thinking about that cookie. I know you got to start thinking about the cookie now. Here's what Mr. Bob says, because he said that same kind of temptation with a marshmallow okay, or a cookie. I actually just thought, thought about eating a marshmallow. You, now you want to eat marshmallow, huh? Do you guys know what my favorite dessert is? It's ice cream with M&M's and cookie dough. Ooh, that is yum. from Culver's. Oh, my goodness. That is just so, 
so good. We're but, five minutes away from Kroger. I know. I think, just right um, down the road. My favorite food was ice cream. I think it would be too cold. Yeah, your ice cream's always been tough for you. Like ice cream. I know it's always been too tough for him. It's it's very drippy, and he's always like chicken more than ice cream. One time we were all going like, out to get I, like, ice cream, I just, and he goes, "I don't want ice cream. I want chicken." Yeah, he wait. He's like, "Wait, can I have chicken?" And you got chicken instead, but now you've kind of switched, actually, haven't you? You started liking no, ice cream a little bit. No, he did not. Yeah, yes, no, he I just, did. yeah, he does. Now, he's starting to like ice cream. Now yeah. he's turned into a normal boy. Okay, now let's reel it back he in. Said the same. All right, but, I'm throwing the like, line out, hooking you in like, the lip, um, reeling you in. The ice cream is this much better. Yes. Now, when we're talking about temptations here, uh, here's what Bob says, and I think this is an important thing that you guys need to know now. He talks about how no matter what stage of life you're in, you're going to struggle with temptations. Many men go through life struggling and fighting with one temptation after another. They try to stand strong against evil desires, but they continually lose. They don't want to fall, but they just don't have the strength to win. Overcoming does not come by being tough and strong. It becomes by following what God says to do. This is where the law of God is so critical in our life. The commands of God, they're like guardrails in our life. They're really good. God's law teaches us what to what to avoid and what to do. Now, we have to have the Holy Spirit in us. We've got a new heart now that we're Christians. We've got a new heart. The Holy Spirit's leading us. One of the things the Holy Spirit does in us is He leads us to love God's law. We love His commandments and we love His prohibitions. We should want to know as boys every single thing that God has prohibited from us, everything God has commanded us toward or called us toward or commissioned us to, and everything He's He is and everything that He has limited us from. And we should want to obey that and honor those restrictions that God has given. So what Bob is saying is, if we'll stop and say, what should I do right now? If we'll ask for, the, ask for help from the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me to honor and obey you. Over time, God helps us to overcome sin in our life. This is what God does in the life of a Christian. And so we can, instead of continually succumbing to temptation after temptation the rest of our life, we can overcome sin and temptation in our life one sin at a time, one day at a time, one temptation at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want for sure, and that's what I want for you guys. For the folks listening in, your life is going to be one of fighting sin and temptation or indulging sin and temptation. And as boys, it's just crucial for us to learn these lessons now that we have to say no to sin, we have to deny ourselves, and we have to obey and honor the Lord. That's yeah. the right thing. That's the good thing. We've got to push those emotions down and those temptations away and have the Holy Spirit work through us to do the right thing. When we face temptations, when a battle seems to be looming in front of you, ask God, God, what do I do right now? Open your Bible and obey what He tells you to do. He's prepared a path for you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. Follow the Holy Spirit. You will be free, and God will be honored. And this is what 1 Corinthians promises us, chapter 10, verse 13. There is no temptation that has taken you, but that which is common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it and stand. So next time you're tempted, what are you going to do? I'm going to stop and ask, Jesus, what do you want me to do? That's right. Do you want me to put ants on this one person, or do you want me to not? Yep, exactly, exactly. With every temptation, we bring it to the Lord, ask for help, and he helps us overcome he provides a way of escape. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. yeah. This one time in college, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he prayed, God, if I ever am about to do anything I shouldn't do, would you just make me physically sick? 
and he asked about this one particular temptation that he always faced. And the next temptation that he faced when he was in that moment, do you know what happened? What? He started puking. God answered his prayer. He started puking, and he was not able to do what he was tempted to do because what, he was what so did he sick. Want to do? That's for another day when you're a little bit older and we're doing Sons and Slaves podcasts when you're teenagers. Thanks so much for listening in. It's been an honor to have you come back. Oh, 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 but before we go, Ransom, hopefully next week's podcast, we're going to be doing an episode on the deer you killed either on Sunday or early next week. Are you pretty excited to get your first deer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, thanks so much for coming back. Hope you shot and seen it. Please subscribe and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes and pass this along to every father and son that you know.